Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, leave. I'm really today, huh? Yeah, I see, with a lot of energy. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about um, like Weimar fires. Let's just start like this. In 2022, there was a 800-year anniversary for the University of Padua in Padua, Italy, in northern Italy. Um, they celebrated their 800th anniversary. The, the university actually still exists. They have like 65,000 students. It's, uh, it's considered a solid university still today in the world. Um, and as part of their anniversary celebration, they made a special uh, Jewish exhibit section to exhibit the Jewish connection that the community of Padua had with the University of Padua. And in that, that uh, display, they had, like, uh, for example, one of the prize things that they found was they had a Yiddish, tra- a Yiddish translation from the 1500s of a medical book about anatomy. Meaning like uh, Jewish students from Poland came to the university, the, the medical school in the University of Padua and they needed to translate uh, Flavius's anatomy book, which is like an early anatomy book. And they have a Yiddish translation, many more similar uh, you know, items of Jewish interest that are related to the University of Padua. What is this major connection that the University of Padua has with the Jewish community that maybe other universities don't have? Is that the University of Padua in the late 1300s opened up their doors to Jews to join their medical school. It was the first university in Europe that allowed Jews to join the medical school. It was very rare. And many, many famous Jewish doctors over the next hundreds, you know, several hundreds of years studied in the, univers- in the University of Padua's medical school and became doctors. And that's why there was you know, a great Jewish connection that they were able to highlight by their, by their anniversary. Now, from there arose a very interesting Shiloh. There's a... a, a an Italian Talmud Chacham, not, I wouldn't say a Paisik, not a Paisik, he didn't write Chuvis. An Italian Talmud Chacham, he wrote Svarim on language, on diktuk, on speeches. Uh, a great Talmud Chacham, knew a lot, very talented individual. His name was um, Rav Yehuda of Sierra Leone. He was a doctor, a graduate of the University of Padua. And uh, he became such a proficient and accomplished doctor that he got special permission from the king to open his own like, um, junior medical school, like a... Uh, called a bachelor's degree in medicine, and then from there you matriculate and go on to like a real university to get, to get your doctorate. So Yehuda of Sierra Leone was allowed to open a medical college of some variety. He lived in, a, in the city of Mantaba, another city in Italy not too far away from Padua, and he opened a junior medical school. Now him, and uh, at that time, the Rav of Mantaba was Rav Yosef Cologne. Rav Yosef of Cologne is a, a, the Marik, a very... There you say this, the Kachuva Sefer, something that the Shulchan Aruch and the Yosef bring down many, many times. The Marik is a very, say this, the Kachuva Sefer. He was the Rav of Mantuba at the time that the Yehud of Sierra Leone opened his junior uh, medical college in Mantuba. Now, as in every medical school today, uh, Goldstein's and Shemi's not here, but as in every medical school today, there's a very specific uniform that you wear, and everybody wears it, and there's not, uh, right, you come with a uniform. So now, he, he co-opted whatever the uniform was in the University of Padova, from where he matriculated, and he took the white robes that we know today as a doctor, and he said, everyone in, in my classes in the university of, the, the junior medical school of Mantaba needs to wear white robes, you know, to, you're a doctor now, you're not, you're not just a hamaynam, you wear robes. So they, they wore the robes, and there arose like a big tumult and stuff. Some people said that the robes is, it's dark This is a Gaiyish mode of dress, this is not how Jews dress. This is a Gaiyish mode of dress. What's going on? Why are you encouraging your students to wear non-Jewish clothing? It became a big tumult. Now, like I said, Rav Yudav Zilion was not just a doctor. He was a great Talmud Chacham. And he wrote an Arichistik Echuvah to defend his position 
that this is not Tarki Amari, and he'll explain why, why this is okay. Now, being that he wasn't the actual Rav of the city at this time, and he had some amount of deference to the Marik, to Rebbe Cologne, he sent his letter to the Marik to look it over. And Tshuva Peiches, in the Shailas Tshuva Samarik, is a response to Yehuda of Sierra Leone, reviewing his Tshuva on this Shailab at the medical school in Mantaba, where, where they both lived. As an interesting postscript, some Saif, the Marik and, and the Yehuda of Sierra Leone end up having a, a, a great parting of ways, where both of them um, were put up for the Steller of the chief rabbi of Italy, whatever that meant at that time, and their camps ended up fighting with each other, and they both got kicked out of the city of Mantaba. Neither one of them dies there. They both die in other places. They both got kicked out. But at this point, they were close. And the Marik writes what is probably the most Yisraelistic Yitshuva about Darkei Meri, but Chukisayim Leisilechu. This becomes the gold standard, the Kriyas, and how to understand Chukisayim Leisilechu. And the Marik lays down two concepts, he says. He says, Tamazai, if you find that Gayim wear something or do something, and a Jew does it also. For example, let's say uh, uh, Corona. Every guy is wearing a mask. It's a very guy Everyone's wearing a mask. Maybe Jews can't wear masks. But the Jews invent to wear masks. It comes from Gayim. Can't wear masks. Says the Marik. Of course not. Says the Marik. Listen, that's a sensible thing. People wear masks because they need to wear masks. It's not something that you're wearing. You wear it to protect yourself, to help yourself. So, of course, one could wear a mask. You don't say The Marik says there are only two types of usage, two types of wearings or doings that are called that you're in violation of this. He says, A is a simple one. A is one that has a pagamin sneas or, or something like that. Meaning, it's an inappropriate mode of dress because it's an inappropriate mode of dress. It's something that has to do with sneas, that's something that's not allowed, says the Marek. The second one, he says, yeah. No, so because we're not talking about sneas like, like um, something's uncovered. We're talking about sneas like, dark, you know, the... the yeah, yeah. Also, but we're talking about like, even, even the spirit of Natsunua, even the what's it called, the Das Yehudis, not just the Das Maisha, even the Das Yehudis, for a man, you know, the equivalent of Das Yehudis for a man is included in this of not wearing Gaisha clothing. The second one that the Marik says, and this is the one that, that is more relevant to us, Marik says is he said as follows. Marik says that anything that Gaim do for a reason, because it makes sense, because it's for something, that's not Bukhaseim. Bukhaseim, he says, is when Gaim do something that appears to be strange. There's no Havan in why they're doing this. It's like, is that like... I don't know, we just do this. We wear red hats on Tuesdays. We wear black shoes on, on, on the 5th of May. And no one in the community knows why they're doing it. No one has an idea. Says the Marik, the assumption is that something that's a chayk for the Goyim, it's like a well-established rule that we do X, Y, and Z, and nobody knows the reason. Mestama that's also the Zara. Mestama that stams from the Zara. And that's the second type of B'chuk Yisem That's Asrat's Dark Yemari. That's what the Marik says. And to this he brings many rayas from several Gemaras. That, that prove this point, that, um, that the only things that are asr are things that are just, you know, chayk ha-gayim, that are not, that don't have a town. For example, he brings this Gemara in Basra that talks about wearing begadim l'havriach b'yes To avoid paying taxes, one wants to wear clothing. And it seems that there was different taxes paid on clothing that were for sale and clothing that were, that were not for sale. That's one mahalach learning the Gemara. Other Rishayim learned the Gemara that gayim didn't have to pay taxes. A gayish clothing, a gayish article of clothing didn't have to pay taxes. This was a, these, these taxes that we're discussing in the Gemara Mambasa and Dafkofi Gimel are punitive taxes against Jews. Jewish clothing, Bekishas, have a special tax. And what the Gemara is telling you is you're allowed to wear, uh, you're allowed to be lavish to beged lavriach hasamechas, means you could put on a Gaisha suit, not a Bekisha, lavriach hasamechas. Says the Marik, you're wearing a Gaisha suit, 
Zakta Maria, no, it's very sensible. You wear the suit because this is not a taxable suit, and this is a taxable suit, and I don't want to pay taxes now. So Vaisis in the Gemara Babasa that that's not Bukhukaseim. Bukhukaseim is only a Chakbali Tam. If there's a Chakbali Tam, that's Bukhukaseim Lesalechel. That's Dark Emery. And he brings more rise to this, and it's not important to us every single one of his rise. There's a second Nakuda in the Marik that's important, and that is he handles his files. He brings a rise from Gemara to this, two Gemaras to this. He handles, let's say, something that, that's equally Jewish like it's Gaish. Meaning, um, we both started at the same time. We, we both started doing the same Hanhaga at the same time. But then over time, it became less Jewish and more associated with Goyim. It became like a very primary Goyish and Minigan. It was the Jews. It was like it's a neutral. I mean, we started doing it. It comes from nowhere. It's not a Vedizara. It's not bad. We started at the same time, but it kind of fell into disuse <laughs> by Jews and it became much more of like a primary Goyish and Minig by the Goyim. Does that have a din of And on this, the Marik says that anything that started innocuously and it's as Yiddish as it is Goyish, there's no din of even if it becomes. Mamish, like something that they do. Unless, and there's one exception. Unless, and that, that's, I just want to read this Gemara in Navadzar for a second. And with this, we'll have all the background, I think, that we need for, for Darkei Murray. There's a Gemara in Navadzar in Dafir Aleph that says as follows. It says, um, Tanya, Sarfin alamalachim, v'loymi Darkei Murray. We're allowed to burn on kings, and it's not Darkei Murray. Now, Sarfan Amalachim, what the Gemara is referring to is that there's a minig, and this minig is, is a minig vasik that's brought down in Psukim. The Psukim in Yechaskel, the Psukim in Devarayamim. It's Muskur in the Psukim. That the minig was, back in the day, that when a king died, you would take his, all his personal uh, effects, his clothing, his chairs, his, all his personal effects, and you'd burn it. And that was a way of saying, like, like there's no, you know, nobody's going to walk in, in, in uh, King Frederick's coat again. It's gone, it's burnt. But this is not something that was exclusively Gaish. This is something that Jews did also. The, the Pasuk in Yechaskel, uh, the Pasuk in Devar Yamim talks about uh, um, um, Asa, when he died, that they burnt his clothing. And the Pasuk in Yechaskel is in Avua, where Yechaskel says, I believe he's telling, uh, um, I don't remember, that uh, he, the Pasuk in Yechaskel, Yechaskel says, B'Shalem Tamus, who can misrefais avesecha, hamalachim arishaynim, ashahayil lefenecha, ken yisrefu lecha. Yechaskel is giving an Avua to a king, and he's saying, you're going to die at peace. And the way they burnt your father's uh, personal effects, they'll burn your personal effects. It was a great sezach of kavod to do for a king. Now, Kanhiref in the Gemara, that over time, this became more Gaish than Yiddish. Because the Gemara has to behandle it. The Gemara brings a b'raise that says, Tanya, sarfan al-malachim, and there's Eim b'mishom dark Now, it sounds like from that, that by the Jewish kehillah, it kind of fell into disuse. It wasn't something that was commonly associated with a Jewish minig anymore. But Afal Pekin says the Gemara, hey, yes, it's Be'etzim, a Jewish minig, just like it's a Gaish minig. So, that's one way to learn the Gemara. The other way to learn the Gemara, and this is, uh, is that what the Gemara is saying, okay, one second, hang on, let's, let's fear the Gemara. So, the Gemara says, Tanya, Sarfan al Malachim, Blame Dark Emory. The Gemara asks, if this is a chayka akum, this is a halacha, this is like something goyim do, ayin ala do that it says, v'chukisayim leiseleichu. So, elamayizak t'gmaril, d'kuli alma streifa lav chukahi. Streifa is not a chukah. It has nothing to do with chukas agoy. Ela chashivusahi. It's something that's done for chashivus. So now, it's a, it's a, different, a different type of thing. It's not something that's done out of chayk that has to do with Havadi Zara, that has to do with Gayim, do it for an unexplained reason. This is a very Pashtan Lechazach. It's something that's done for a very simple reason. In order to give cover to the king, to show that nobody's going to come to, to the king, we burn his clothing. Okay, so then the Gemara continues. Just like 
Just like you serif on a king, you, you burn a king's uh, uh, clothing, you also burn a, a nasi's clothing. <laughs> what do you burn by a king? Mitasan, klitashmishan, you burn their bed and their clothing. Umaiser Shemesir Gamlila Zakin, who was the Nasi. One time of Gamlila Zakin, who was the Nasi, died. Visaraf Allah, Unkulis Hagar, Shivim Manatsuri. And Unkulis Hagar burnt on him, you know, on his death, 70 mana, which is a large amount, a big weight of clothing, 70 Manatsuri. Frakti Gemara of Amrit, Mayim Sarfan Aleim, Mitasim Klitashmishan. I, we literally just finished saying you only burn a very limited amount of things. You don't burn, you know, the whole village every time the king dies. So the Gemara says, no, Maybe it just means Taka that, that Rev Gamlil Azakin was a wealthy man and his personal effects were so much, were so large that they were Shivim Manatsuri. That's what the Gemara says. Now, over here, Taisus has a question. Taisus says, um, uh, the Gemara says that we have a raya from this that it's not chukah. These things are not because chukas ha'akam, these things are mishum kavit, right? Because if they were chukas ha'akam, would be aser. Fractaisis, Taisus says, what's the raya that it's not chukas ha'akam? Maybe the reason why you do this is because it's mafurish in the pasik. Who cares if it became chukas ha'akam, but something that's mafurish in the pasik, it doesn't fall away, even if, even if it's chukas ha'akam. And Taisus brings a raya like that, that uh, an haga that's, that's musker in the pasik mafurish, it doesn't change, even if Goyim changes it later on. And Taisa says a teretz, Taisa says Yeshlema, that there's a difference. Things that become associated with Avaydu Zara, even if they're Muskara in the Pasuk, they could fall away. Something that becomes specifically associated with Avaydu Zara, then even something that was once beloved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, something that was once even an Avaydu for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like Matsevis or Priestess Kapayim, or different types of Anagas that we do, but they later on became associated with Avaydu Zara, they fall away. Bechukasem could ask you from doing that. But things that are not associated with Avaydu Zara, they just become Gaish, associated with the culture of the Gaim. That's something that we don't say b'chukisayim if they're Moscow in the Pasuk. Okay, this is the background information for the Sugi b'chukisayim and Seleichu, the Sugi of Darkei Meir. Now, the Marik is Gepaskin, just uh, as a point of record, the Marik is Gepaskin in Shulchan Aruch like this, in Yeridei, in Tzimkufay and Ches, the Ramah brings the Marik, the Darkei Meir is only Aser if it's Misham Tzniyas, or it's Chayka uh, Akum, an unexplained, Milsabalei Taima, an unexplained Chayka Akum, where one has to be suspect that probably this is something that's Avedizara related. Azayi's Gepaskin to the Ramah, and that's, uh, that's how this Marik makes it to the Shulchan Aruch. Now, now let's get to the, the today's Indian. Okay, so I want to talk about, like Weimar fires, um, the similarity should be jumping at you right away. The, we, we, the, the Gemara that, that I just read through, the similarity should be jumping off the page, like upon him. It's not a Vaita Tzushtel, but let, let's just talk about it in an in a organized fashion. So, obviously... There's no Gemara that talks about uh, like by Emmer fires. There's also no Rambam, no Shulchan Aruch. And uh, that's uh, just, let's get that out of the way. Uh, for just uh, get that out of the way, there's no Rambam, there's no Shulchan Aruch, there's no Gemara that talks about like by Emmer fires. So when did the like by Emmer fires really get started? So uh, in the article that Teddy shared, it says the, the Velt brings down that there's a letter from, from uh, the Bavadi Bartanura who incidentally is, a, is the biggest Talmud of the Marik, is the main Talmud of the Marik. There's a letter from Radhi Bartanur when he went to Eretz Yisrael in the early 1500s where he writes about Lagba Emer fires. But it's a Tais. If you look in the earlier editions of the, of the Radhi Bartanur's letters, he's writing about a Minig, which is, it's still relevant to us. It's still similar and relevant, but it's not Lagba Emer fires. He's writing about, he says, when he got to Yerushalayim, not Miron, and the day was Chav Chasir, not Lagba Emer, they were burning a fire outside the cavern of Shmuel Anavi, not Rosh Hashem So that it's, it's just not like Baimer and Miron, but again, it's a very similar concept. You're starting to see the idea 
that, that there was a fire related to yard sites at the, at the kever of a person. The, the, the Rata Nur brings that. Now, what happened eventually is that that minig of lighting a fire by the kever of Shmuel Anavi became uh, disbanded because the local Arab rulers stopped allowing it. Is that a bonfire or candle? A bonfire. No, a bonfire lighting clothing. One second, I want to get to that. A bonfire. And they, they, they disbanded that minig so much so... Exactly. So much so that by the time like, the, the Rabbi Vatinur's letters were published 100 years later, the Madfis, the guy who was putting it out, had no idea that there once was a minig to light at Shmuel Navi's kever. And he couldn't make sense of what was going on there. And he changed one detail, and the next Madfis after him changed another detail. So that by the time he got to the mid 1700s, Itaka says, in the Shiva Sin, Itaka says, I got to you to Miro, Mamash, a case of broken telephone. So the Rabbi Vatinur, which would give us an extra. 250 years over the, the sources that we do have that talks about it, that's uh, a tice. So that's brought down like that, but that's a tice. That's, that's not a real thing. Now, what he does tell us, though, is a minute of making a fire, a bonfire, outside the cover of someone on his yard site. And also, another interesting component that he tells us about is he says that they were burning clothing. He says everyone would come and they would, they would take off their headgear or their jacket and they would throw it in the fire. They would burn clothing. Now, burning clothing is, uh, we arrive at a second question. Besides for the Shail of Dark Emory, the Shail the the of Origin of something, we arrive at the Shail of Baltashkas. You take a perfectly good suit and you throw it into a fire for, for a cavern on the yard side. What about Baltashkas? These are the, these are, that's the second question that arises. Now, now um, so, so one second. So this is about the Ratanur where you see a lot of the familiar components of the Sreifa that happens in Miron. Now, where does the actual Sreifa in Miron start from? So there, it's much, much later. It's Taka like in the... You know, 17 and 1800s, where you start seeing many travelers write that they came to Miron and they saw fires. Now, again, it wasn't uh, tens of thousands of people. It was, a small, it was a small event, but they came, they write, they saw, you know, fires in like Baimer at the Kever of Shemenichai and Miron, etc. Now, now, how did, so, so just as a matter of, uh, of record, how did like Baimer come to be associated with Shemenichai? So in Shochan Aruch, if you look, the Ramah brings down, we don't say Tachron and like Baimer, but it has nothing to do with Shemenichai. The reason why we don't say Tachron like Baimer comes from Maril, it says, because it's the day that we know the Gemara Nivamas and Dafsamach Bey says that uh, um, the 12,000 Zugay Talmidim of Akiva died in Pesach Latzeres. And uh, the Gemara doesn't say that they stopped dying like Baimer, that's not in the Gemara. But the Maril brings down from Meiri that on like Baimer they stopped dying. And therefore, like Baimer is a day that we don't say Tachron, we don't say Nachem, you don't do anything that's Misham Avelos on like Baimer because the Talmidim of Akiva stopped dying. Now, the kasha is, and many Rishonim asked this, is that they didn't stop dying like Baimer. They died, the Gemara clearly says, Ben Pesach Latzeres. So, this answer is many different answers. Some say, cumulatively, they only died on 32 days, or 33 days, out of the whole 49 days of Sira, and this was an off day, so we do this day. There's many different routes in Machabana, but like Baimer was the day that was associated with the, the stopping of the death of the Tamidim of Rabakiva. Now, after Rabakiva's Tamidim died, the Gemara tells us, that uh, the Gemara Baba Kama says, after Rora Akiva's Talmidim died, the world was pushed desolate. There, there was no more Messiah Satari. There was no one to give over terror to. All of Akiva's Talmidim were gone. So it says, Akiva came to the, to the Rabbanim in the Galil up north, and he chose five new Talmidim, and he taught those Talmidim, and from there, Yatsas Terri Yisrael. And those Talmidim is uh, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Shem Benichai, Rabbi Lazar, and Tafrin. Tafrin is Rebbe. Tafrin Rebbe Shur is Rebbeim. It's, it's one more. And and Ad Kedekach, that we say from there, 
Stam Sifra is is Rabbi Yehuda Bariloi Alpi Rabbi Akiva. Stam Sifri is Rabbi Shimon Ben Yichai Alpi Rabbi Akiva. Stam Masnisen is Rabbi Meir Alpi Rabbi Akiva. Stam uh, one more. So meaning the Gemara says Kilu like Kala came through these five Talmidim that Rabbi Akiva did round two. Like the second iteration of Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim is Mamash Kala Terukula. All the Mishnah Satanaim, everything we know from the Tanaim comes through Rabbi Akiva's five Talmidim. So Samakubalim said that like Ba'imer was the day that Rabbi Akiva got his new Talmidim. What do you say? Smicha got his new Talmidim on, on that day. So Mamela, it's the day we celebrate like the Messiah Satanaim. The, the Messiah Satanaim. That I saw yesterday in the Sefer of Yaakov Hillel. That there used to be a minig, so that people in Tveria went to Rabbi Meir's kever, and people in in the, in Miron went to Rabbi Shimon Yechai's kever, and people in I forgot Rabbi Yehuda Bar is buried. We know where he's buried. Went to Rabbi, what is it? Beria. Where? Beria. So they went to Rabbi They went to Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi's kever. Meaning the minig was to go to anyone, whichever one of Rabbi Akiva or his five Talmidim that you would find yourself near, you'd go to the kever because this is the day that we celebrate the Mesirah Satayr. But, but once the Mekubalim, Rebbe Darizal, and Tamidim of Darizal, then it became much more specific to Rebbe Shem Benichai. There's a, a Rebbe Shem Benichai, on the day that he dies, or the day that he, that he dies, he writes in the Idra, like a great description of his death, and that became the minute to read that on, on like Ba'imer, now, to celebrate specifically Rebbe Shem Benichai. Now, the idea that Rebbe Shem Benichai's yard side is like Ba'imer is even later than this. Because originally the Tushal of Shimon Yichai has to do with Lag Ba'imer is no different than Rabbi Huda Bar-Eloi and Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Yazir. It's the Talmud and Rabbi Akiva. It's the Rabbi Akiva connection that brings it to Lag Ba'imer. That it becomes his yard site is only later on. I think the first one that I saw brings it down is Rabbi Yenis in Eibshitz. In in, that's already like uh, mid 1700s. He says we have a Messiah that the yard site, the day that the Shimon Yichai was Nifter, is Lag Ba'imer. And Memela, you know, they get the, the whole rule of, of, of Shimon Yichai and etc. So, all I'm showing is that it's, it's, not, it's not really a very, very old minig. The idea that Lagba Eimer, the way we have it very simply in our, in our mind, that Lagba Eimer is the day that we celebrate the yard side of Shem Benichai. The way we celebrate it is by lighting a fire in Miron. The song we sing is Bar Yechai. Hang on, we'll get to that piece in a second. Is all very, very relatively recent, um, relatively recent monogam. The song Bar Yechai, for example, once we're on the whole, the whole trip, the song Bar Yechai is made up by someone Reb Yitzchak Lavi, or Lavi, um, he was a, uh, a, Spanish, a Spanish Jew. He was kicked out of Spain in 1492. He moves to North Africa. He ends up becoming the Rav in Tripoli, um, to a very, very small Amaratzistic community who knew very, very little. And Fakir, he made it like his life's mission to stay there and teach them, because he felt like without him, the whole thing would collapse on itself. So he stays in Tripoli, and he writes the song, this piyot, Bar Yechai, it's 11 Pismainim. If you look now, you'll see his name. Uh, Shimon, ben, Shimon Ben something Lavi is signed off in acrostic. It's there. It's, it's, you can see his name in the song. Shimon Lavi. Now the song itself was, um, was lost. He lived in a tiny Jewish kehillah in Tripoli. It wasn't known. No one really knew of the song. When he, when he put it out, let's say in uh, 1550, let's say for argument's sake, it's, let's give or take a few years. He put it out in 1550. The song was lost for about 250 years until uh, some of the rich Jews of Tripoli decided to come together and publish his svarim. They published two svarim from him, a pirush on Zayar called Kesem Paz, <coughs> and his song Bar Yechai, which I have at home, a safer, like uh, probably 300 pages fat, from a Satmar guy who did like a beer on Bar Yechai and shows how every word, every vav, every hey in there is, 
is coming from somewhere. There's 800 Marmukhaimis from the Zayar that are contributing to write the song of Bar Yechai. There's nothing from Kisvei Arizal because Kisvei Arizal were not out yet. Shimon Levi did not even have Kisvei Arizal. He's based on the Zayar. 800 like bullet points that he's using to write Bar Yechai. So it's definitely a tremendous Kishrin and, and a huge Bikiyas in Zayar that, that's wrapped up in the song. Meaning the song is, is Taka conveying it's hitting all the spots of, of, of you know, Rav Shimon, of Desire, etc. No, the tune is, is the tune. But, uh, but V'chalaifin, again, it's something that was first published like in the early 1700s, and then caught on from there and became very popular. This year, someone sent me a, a Kolkaira from people in Yerushalayim, that uh, the Nusuch that we say, L'Kavid Hatana um, Eloikai, is very problematic, because Eloikai means my, my Hashem, my God. You're supposed to say Atana Eloiki, Atana of Hashem. Atana Eloikai refers to the Tana as Eloikai, as opposed to Atana Eloiki. There's a Kalkaira to, to fix the song, meaning to fix the bitoy, to fix the way people pronounce the song. And this, because we were talking about, it, has more to do with the tune, because things have to fit. You know, you can't just uh, can't just change Nakudis. But Bchalayfin, what I'm just, what I'm just um, a, a little. Backdrop of the whole of the whole Indian is that it's a pretty recent minig. So now comes the poiskim. I feel like it took a long time to give the hakdamas. Okay, but now comes some of the poiskim and uh, have tainus on these minhagim. The the chsam sefer first amongst uh, the chsam sefer, chsam sefer and a tshuva in Yeridea and some in uh, Reish Lamed Gimel. Chsam sefer brings a gemara in Rosh Hashanah that says that bismana zeh megillas tainus was bottle. All the happy days that we don't do tanesim and we don't fast is bottle. Is the gemara says. Achshav, that we're in Galos and we have so much tsaris. like, don't tell me about old Yom Taivim, that, that things, you know, used to be good, used to be thing. So that's, and the Gemara says that came along later, Amiram, they were being Moisif. And Adam Ram says, I'll reshine him, we're saying to get rid of them. And you're coming to be Moisif, more Yom Taivim, more fake holidays? Like, so it says, I'm safe, but like, I'll reshine him, we have a hard time making sense of. And you're adding more, more Yom Taivim, I, I, I don't know what this is, I don't know, uh, he says, uh, Says to be on a day that no nase was done and it's not muskar and chasa paiskim, not pishum makam veremaz remiza, rak minia sasper the tinus minhagu of a time of Says the only thing that is mentioned in the paiskim is not to give a hesperon like boimer, and even that I don't really know the reason. And uh, he continues like this, and some uh, say for. Stamaza, he asks that on a hilula of a tzaddik, the day a tzaddik dies is a, is a hard day. It's a bad day. It's not a good day. What's, what's the partying on the day a tzaddik dies? Chum Sefer is very perturbed by the whole minig. Um, he, he says, uh, <coughs> Oh, Yartzit uh, keeps the proper decorum. You know, that's fine. Yeah. You could even sing by Yechai by the Yartzit. No. But Chum Sefer, he, he, he strangely, he says like, uh, he says, Sefer brings the, that old minig of of burning things, and he says there's a rabach that, that, was, that said that's questionable. And he says, I don't, know, I don't know if this is permitted to do. I don't know if this is allowed. Which is interesting, because Sefer is usually very decisive. It's a yes or a no. And we hear Lachim Sefer is, he does leave it open you know, on some level. He expresses his displeasure, but leaves it open. That's Chum Sefer. Now, Chum Sefer doesn't go into specific tainus on the Anhaga of the Hilula. He just handles Klaliistic, like to make a new Yamtif, you know, like a Hei like to make a new Yamtif. That's what Chum Sefer is, uh, uh, that's what he's upset about. He's not, he looks at this like a Hei He's not, he's not critiquing specific 
facets of the Ilula. But the Shailameshiv, in the Shailameshiv, in the Chuvah, says as follows. The Shailameshiv says, Minig Sheshamati, the Bi'erka Dish Tzvas, okay, which is close enough, Tzvas, Miron, Erka Dish Tzvas, Shemadlikim Dvarim Yukarim. They light expensive clothing. Sheshavim Shalish Meis, Echamesh Meis, Behilula de Rajbizel. They light expensive clothing, things that are worth $300, $500, a suit. Kaidua, the, the Rizhina, Rabbi Israel of Rizhina, the Rizhina Rebbe, used to send the very expensive Bekisha to be burnt at like Baimrois. The Rizhina, we know, bought the rights to the burning, right? That's by Bian, Adiyah Mazes, the Lazet. But uh, the Rizhina sent his, uh, every year would send an expensive Bekisha as part of the Minig to burn on the Maduran like Baimrois. So the Shalomeshi writes, Shamati, that is this Minig, Shakarchem and they wrap these clothing up, they soak these clothing in oil. <coughs> says the Shail Meshiv, Ve'eni moitzi bezet sad heter. I don't see a sad heter in this. The nearer the Iker Isser, Baltashchus der Abanon, A, it is an Isser, Baltashchus der Abanon, Ve'eni maimin sherishayim nogukain. Ich gleibnish that the Rishayim did this, as said the Shail Meshiv. I, I can't believe that anyone before did this. In Moshe Shinishtarvah, the Midding Mechadash. Shail Meshiv was not a historian, and he wasn't doing any research to know when. He says, It's Pasha to me that this is a newish Minig. This is not something that the Rishayim were doing. In the Beis Hamikdash, by the Simchas Beis Sheva, they only burnt the the ruin, the, the ones that were used up. You didn't take perfectly good clothing and throw them into fire for Hilula for anything. says that can't be that it's mutter. I then he says, maybe the Gemara by the Zara that we started with, maybe Sarfan al Malachim, maybe this is al covered from Malachim. The Imishim the Sarfan al Malachim That's only by kings. A ubeis misa beis. It's only at the time of their death. And three, it has a limit. We only burn certain things. They only burn those things. I'm not trying to minimize or diminish the godless of Shem Benichai. I'm aware of that. I'm pretty sure Shem Benichai doesn't want you to do this. Says the Shem um, and then he We're says, burning the clothing, burning the clothing. Burning clothing. <laughs> He's not talking about just making a fire and singing, burning the clothing. He says, the MS, Harbi Yeshu, the Dabra, Mashinog, Lissa, Bogadam, Lablag, I have a lot to say about this. Everyone about Tashkis, everyone on, 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 you know, on But he says, Lamaisa, he ends off, Kishem, which is similar, reminiscent of the Lissim Sefer, Kishem, Shemitzvah, Leim, Adavar, Nishma, just like it's a mitzvah to say something that people are going to listen to, Kach, Mitzvah, Shaloi, Leim, Adavar, Shein, and Nishma. It's also a mitzvah not to say something people don't want to hear. So he says, I don't, I don't know what to do for you. I, I can't, uh, I can, meaning at his point, at the point that Shalomeshev is riding, the, the train already left the station. Uh, Shalomeshev is like, listen, I, I don't, I think it's Asr, I don't think it's okay, I don't think Shimon Nechai wants you to do it, but Kishem, Shemitzvah, Leim, I'm not going to make a fuss. I'm not going to come and make a big fuss. Now this. Chuva from the Shalomeshev inspired a big response. There's a, a sefer called Kvayd um, Melachim from Shmuel Heller. Shmuel Heller is, was the Rav, actually, uh, the Rav of Tzvas in, in the early 1800s was the Basayan. Uh, the Chassidish Rav of Tzvas in the early 18, mid 1800s was the Basayan. He had a big Talmud of Shmuel Heller who becomes the Rav of Tzvas after him, he takes over after him. Shmuel Heller wrote a whole sefer called Kvayd Melachim to be, you know, in defense of this minig of the of, uh, Sreifas Begadim and the fire in general. Pro, yes. Pro, pro, big defense, very pro. And he uses all these uh, zachan that we started with. He brings the marik, 
that something that isn't Gaish or isn't Yiddish doesn't become Dark Emeri. He brings many Marmakaimis that Baltashkas is only if it serves you no purpose. But if it serves you a purpose because it's part of your Avaida or it's part of your covet or it's part of whatever you, whatever you want it to be, that's not Baltashkas. He brings many, many Gemaras like that. And then at the end, he brings that uh, different interpretations of how to learn the Gemara of Sarif and Al Malachim that it could include. He has a mashmayis from Shem Yishayim that, that the minute was every yard site of the king, they would burn more clothing for him. So Sarif and Al could be with yard sites. And uh, you see from, from Rebbe that River Gamliel Azakin that even a Nasi counts and Kavachimur of Shem And what do you say? Man Malki Rabbanon. It's not a very long sefer. It's about you know, 40 pages long. And he brings this whole uh, defense of it with all the Chazal and all the Gemaras. And uh, the there is no makar, no. So his point is, what, what you see from the Marik is that something doesn't have, it doesn't have to have a Yiddish and makar in order to not be able to say it. He's just defending all the shadows. Yeah, it just, does, it just shouldn't be Gaish. If it's just, if it's just... No makar at all? No, so the, the, the makar for fires? Yeah. So, so there's no, what do you mean a makar? There's things from a few hundred years ago, people write about doing it. We more find that the minig developed. Afterwards, you find like, um, people saying reasons for it. Gosh, you want to know a reason why we burn clothing? A reason why we burn clothing is because the Gemara tells us that Rosh Hashim Nichai went into the cave. What did he say? No. So, so I mean, one second. So the Gemara tells us that Rosh Hashim Nichai went into a cave and he, he took off his clothing so they shouldn't get ruined and he went up to his neck in mud and he learned. So, other, so, you, so uh, Rosh Hashim Nichai achieved in the Ma'ara a darga of like Adam Rish and Kaidim Achet. This is the, the Rashi'il Kutna says this, but Rashi'il Kutna is in 1870. It's a long time, it's, it's more Achra Amaisa, writing a Tam, you know. People are more associated with Kabbalah. Yeah, more associated with Kabbalah and Hasidus and whatever, but, but I mean, he says Rashi'il Kutna writes that he achieved the level of Adam Rish and Kaidim Achat, and to be masked that, we burn clothing on, on like Bayam Ruchadayma. There are other like uh, similar time like that. Now, I think what ends up happening is this, this kind of a Pshara. The fire part, which is just call it, let's say, it doesn't really come from anywhere, there's no actual makar to burn a fire by someone's yard side, but the Mekubalim held that it had a lot of meaning and, and things that we don't understand and whatever. So that, you know, became very popular, that went on. The specifically burning clothing, which was more, more karach and specific isurim, like Batashris, or B'chuk Yisayim, that the Paiskim, what do you say? Oil, you still do. Who? Still pour, oil, oil, sure, yeah, that's oh, just the fire. Yeah, that, oh, that's for the fire, you want to make it's a fire. Not, no, and you want to make a big fire. That's that's a usage, but that's a sale. That's a perfect usage, exactly. So that's a, that's a, the the. Akbarim made some sort of try. I just want to end off with one zach. I, I read uh, the there was a kail in Yerushalayim in the fifties, the early fifties, before Miron was super popular, that went up to to um, Miron for Lag Ba'imer, and uh, they on the way back they made a stop in Bnei Brak by the Chazanish, and the Chazanish looked at them and says, "What are you what are you doing here?" It's the middle of, it's, you don't have to say that today? And they said, no, we went to Miron, and on the way home, we decided, we'll stop here, we had some things to talk to you about. And the Chazanish says, I, I never heard of this. I, I don't know, the Chazanish was unhappy with them. When they left, the people in the Chazanish's house asked the Chazanish, so does the Rebbe hold that it's usher to go to Miron? You're not allowed to do it? Is that, is that what you're saying? The Chazanish was quiet. He looked at them and he said, Azach was toizen to Eden, nem in ruchni yisfun, memegnish zaganas to us. That's what the Chazanish said. The Chazanish, who never went to Miron on Lag in his life, obviously, and was disappointed that Yungalite that came to him went to Miron, expressed very clearly this idea that we all know that a Zach that became, even if it's new, and even if it's uh, hard to exactly figure out where the Minhagan come from, and what they exactly mean, and what they serve as, something that today, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of years in Shep, real Ruchni is from, you, you can't say anything bad about. So I'm just giving a, a, a background, and the Poiskim, who in their day, had critiques and maybe how their critiques affected like 
moving it into a way that you know had less problems. And uh, happy like Bayim with us all. <laughs> 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 <laughs>